Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. We're always so excited to have a chat with you. We are indeed. And, you know, Linda's got on her blue You've got on your, my favorite color. When Linda wears this color of blue, it just kind of brings out her <laughs> eyes. And it's just so beautiful. And uh, Richard, it's looking <laughs> don't, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything about my appearance today. Um, we are still at Bear Lake at this moment. And we have had between 30 and 55 here for the last 60. We hit 60 one day. And that's true. We did we hit, hit 60, 60 one day. But, you know, uh, this has been our reunion week. That You know, there's, I was thinking, Linda, there's 52 weeks in the year. And it's always this one particular week that is the most exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but you could also say it's the most fun and it's the most... Uh, I don't know. It's the most uh, crazy. It's it's the most reconnecting. It's intense. It is intense. So we have a semi-adopted daughter, Eva Kaliva Timothy, and her husband and family who also joined us this year. And actually, the kids have been so great to take over. They do the reunion. They do the food. It's so much easier than it used to be. It is a delight, but it is a lot of people. Well, and depending on who the chairman is, we rotate who the chairman is each year among our kids. And and <laughs> that, that sort of determines the tone and the intensity of the reunion. And this year, the chairman was our son, Noah, and his wonderful wife, Christy. And they... Well, and there are six kids who really did most of yeah, it. Yeah, and, and they're, they're, their sort of modus operandi is do everything all the time. <laughs> and so we never stopped. And uh, I think when it was over, it was just kind of a wonderful feeling of uh, relaxing a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. And actually several left yesterday and mob, we're down to about 16 today. So, which is great. But I think my favorite day was, Actually, one hour. I happened one hour. We had 50 people, and of course, the babies were not really helpful, but 50 people who took one hour to help us clean everything up. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. It was my idea of heaven, especially because <laughs> I, we came from these work work ethic people, you know, for generations, farmers and do, working hard. So we just, we talked them into one hour. Of, we gave them each an assignment of an area to do. And um, it was kind it of It is miracle. amazing how much work 60 people can get done in one hour. Well, that's, you know, that's 60 man hours, right? Yeah. Or 60 kid hours or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we painted one of the houses. We got a lot of weeds out. We <laughs> moved some rocks. Oh, we dusted things that hadn't been dusted off for <laughs> 20 years. And it was really, really so fun. But uh, and even the kids, one of the kids said, oh, I thought that sounded terrible at first. But actually, by the end of the first half hour, it was, was really fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, our show today is going to be about, uh, in fact, let me let me introduce it by let's play word association. I'm going to say a, a, a two word term to you and and you listeners 
and you too, Linda, let's just see what, what jumps to mind. What, what do you identify with when you hear this term? Extended family. Word association. Extended family. I think that brings a, a wide variety of different emotions to people. <laughs> it does. And especially because we have been with extended family for so long. I mean, the reunion is actually just for three and a half days, four days. Yeah. But um, and the, the theme this year was just count it all joy. No matter what happens, count it all joy. <laughs> yeah. And that oh. just came up over and over and over again, especially maybe in some cases with extended family, but also with just um, feeling the joy of being together with well, everybody. And that ties in with where we want to go on, on the show today. Extended family. We in America, we we, you know, usually when you hear the word family, people are just talking about one household, parents and kids. In most of the world, believe me, and particularly in Asia, but really most of the world, when you say family, it means at least three generations because that's how many usually live in the same home. And when you say extended family, now, you know, it brings to mind all the shirt tail relatives and the crazy uncle and the person you hope you never see again on Thanksgiving and whatever. But in actual fact, extended family, even beyond those who are alive, right? Even back into ancestors. And even, we're going to try to talk about this a little today, into the future. Children who aren't here yet, grandkids who aren't here yet, but they're in a way still part of our lives because we're anticipating them or we're hoping for them or we're thinking about them. So extended family, you know, I think in the positive sense can be such an amazing term. And I guess if you wanted to extend it all the way, we're all we're all part of an extended family. I mean, we're all children of God. We're all descendants of the, the first people on the earth were, we're all related. We're all brothers and sisters. And that's a wonderful thought. But, but what we're talking about here is extended family in the literal sense of blood relatives. And any of you listening could count into the hundreds in terms of extended family, if you wanted to go far enough, because you've got cousins and you've got second cousins and you've got, you know, uh, a cousin, twice removed. I, it's, it's hard to even well, know what some of those terms mean, but there are a lot of, you know, it, it's, it's important to have a sense of being related to those who are part of your extended family. Yeah. And I include in an extended family, your in-laws, people who are not really Absolutely. blood yeah. relatives, but who you, are certainly part of our family. You extend your family, your family extends whenever someone marries or whatever. And that's powerful. And there, some of you probably use the app uh, that has to do with family search where you can, you know, you, you're in the same room with someone who's also on an iPhone and you both log into the app and it tells you how you're related. We did that at a party not long ago. And uh, everyone there was, except one, there was, a, there was a person of Chinese descent who didn't show up on the list, but everyone else was a, a at the very least, a 10th cousin. Now, that's a pretty distant extended family. But what we want to get into today is extended family, meaning cousins, uncles, aunts, those who are 
fairly closely related one or two or three generations. And it can be such a beautiful thing. Um, it can really be wonderful to sort of understand that we have a lot of acquaintances and a lot of friends and a lot of people that pass through our lives, but those that we are related to, it's a beautiful word actually, related. You know, we're related to you. And, and we should put more time and effort into working with extended families and working to understand family in a bigger sense than just, you know, our kids. Yeah. And I think extended family demands that you understand other cultures uh, when it comes to in-laws. And I mean, I'm not stuck on that, but I just have thought how blessed we are to have so many in-laws who have come from totally different family cultures. Um, one has just It's an expansion, it. isn't it? It's it extending. Is. It's like it's expanding yourself in, into a, a more broadly based um, person that, that gets it more because of all your extended family. And what you just said, actually, sorry, I kind of interrupted you there, but it just hit me that the word extended is really cool because well, what we're going to be advocating on the show today is that you extend yourself more, extend yeah. yourself more to those who are your extended family and put forth the effort to, <clears throat> to text someone you haven't been in touch with for a while or to send a picture when you find one of the two of you together that brings back a memory or just to, you know, reach out and say, how have you been doing? Haven't seen you for the last couple of years or whatever. Put, putting forth that effort to extend ourselves into extended family is really powerful or to mend fences, right? Because how many, right. doesn't, don't, doesn't almost everyone have someone in their extended family that uh, you just don't feel that great about them or you had a little disagreement or you, your politics are different or you know, there was some little grudge you held from way back when. And we ought to get rid of those. They're so easy to get rid of. Just a little apology or a little reach out or a little, gosh, you know, let's get back together. Or a little arm around the shoulder. Yeah. I had that experience in church last week with a one of our darling members who has had, we've had a little bit of ups and downs with. And honestly, it was so interesting to just feel that arm around my shoulder and that meant a lot to me. So you haven't even told me about that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it is just really a wild, interesting experience. And you think, wait, you have nine children you had 60 people there. I think that, uh, Noah who ran the reunion, who you just mentioned does everything all the time. I think he came, that came from somewhere. <laughs> Probably somewhere. his mother. No, <laughs> <laughs> Because it is hard to take just care of just your family. And then extended family is really another step. But it is so important. We've been posting um, Instagram pictures of the, of the reunion and especially of the little babies. That's the great thing about little kids at reunions is they're, they're so different from year to year. We got three one-year-olds this year. And they were infants last time, and it's just been so fun to focus on them. By the way, uh, we always invite you. We, we try to only have, we try to limit the number of followers on 
Instagram just so we can keep in touch and have, you know, have interaction with those who are there. Uh, but there's a few spaces left right now. And, and so, you know, follow us. We'd love to show you some of these things we're talking about today. It's just Richard, Linda, I are all strung together on Instagram. But what, what I wanted to do today, honey, see if this works for you. Um, we want you to think about extended family in a new way today. Whether you're generation one, generation two, or generation three, what do I mean by that? If you're, if you're a grandparent in an extended family, think of yourself as generation one. And then if you're a parent right now and you still have your, your parents living and you have children as well, you're generation two. And if you're a child or a, a young person or a, a not yet married person, think of yourself as generation three. And we want to talk about how all three of those generations are powerful parts of an extended family and what some of the roles are that they can play and how much joy there is in each one. Um, and, and then go beyond that, go beyond the grandparent, parent, and child and reach out now to the side instead of up and down. So now the cousins, the uncles, the aunts, and, and see how all those things kind of come together and how each one can be a point of nourishment or a point of contribution. And we want you to ask yourself, what can I do? Little things, what little things can I do to, to make those relationships current, to give someone a bit of encouragement or a helping hand or a little gesture of friendship and connection. And then these things don't take very much time, especially in our world where you can, you can text someone on an impulse. You can, you know, let them know that you're thinking of them. And sometimes that can really make someone's day. You know, it is really interesting. Somebody just sent me a little message from the past and I thought, wow, that is really fun that we're still connected. Even after all these years, I have some high school friends and we're going through a hard time with one with serious health issues and um, the, the back and forth. I mean, that's an extended beyond family, but it's friends. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do have to extend. It's just, it gives you a lot of joy. Count it all joy. <laughs> so, so that gives you kind of an introduction to what we're going to talk about in the second half. Stay with us. And right after this brief break, we'll, we'll explore a little deeper what extended family is and how it is, in a lot of ways, the very crux of life, the very thing that should be our top priority. We'll be right back after a brief pause. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back uh, talking about extended family, um, family and extended family, having just survived our family reunion uh, with, with joy. I mean, it really was a fa fabulous experience, but it's made us think about a lot of things um, concerning relationships with not only our family, but extended family. So one little session we had at our reunion was really interesting and kind of a a way that was almost negative at first, but I think looking back, it was actually really a positive thing. We were sitting together late at night. That's one of the things that happens, I'm sure, at 
many people's reunions. By the time you get the kids in bed and you've got a little adult time, it can be, you know, 11 o'clock at night and people are a little tired. And, but you still want to talk. You want to talk as adults. And sometimes the very tiredness of, after a long day almost lets the barriers down and people just sort of let it all hang out, right. <laughs> you know, and say things. So we were, we, Linda and I had posed a question to them. Should we make our family a dream machine? And what we mean by that is, you know, how can the extended family help each individual <clears throat> with their dreams, with something they're working towards? <clears throat> Excuse me. And we were trying to define a dream as a righteous desire of your heart, something you want to do, something you're pursuing. It could be in your career. It could be um, some interest or, or skill that you or gift that you've never developed and you want to. It could be a trip you want to take. It could be any number of things. But we we posed that question, you know, what is your dream and how and would you be willing to share it? And if nothing else, we can all pray about it. You know, we can all put our faith into the fact that you'll fulfill that dream and so on. And it didn't it didn't really get off the ground. I mean, people were a little tired and loopy and one of our daughters said, well, I, my dream is to be on a, on a yacht in the Caribbean for a week and have a private cook. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of spun down. Where I, I had in mind a little more serious discussion. <laughs> well, but she was really serious. She's our traveler, and uh, it was what was on her mind. I thought it really turned out to be a very interesting discussion because there was a little bit of pushback, like um, – I don't know exactly what you have to do with my dreams anymore because you are in a different era and yeah. you know you are married to somebody else and so on. I kind of got a little vibe like that. But well, and some of them might their dreams might have been a little too private to share publicly, you know. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting in reflecting on that, honey, is um, you know, when you think about and it tied in another, another, well, one of the people actually said in that meeting, this was really interesting. One of our sons said, you know, I think we think too much about the future in our family. We're always talking about what are our goals or what are our dreams or where do you want to be in five years or, you know, where do you want to be next year at this time? What do you want to have accomplished by then? What do you want to change for the better in your life? We're always in the future. And he said, why don't we, why don't we just live in the present more? Why don't we just appreciate where we are? Look, we're at Bear Lake. We're at this beautiful place. I want to think more about being present all the time and being really in the moment rather than always thinking about what I'm going to do next. And then someone else said, well, what's really cool about these reunions is that we're, we're also, you know, living in the past a little bit because we're thinking about how much we've all changed from last year, or we're looking at old pictures or, you know, our, our girls have made these every year. They make a book, a beautiful book, printed book of the best pictures of that reunion. And, you know, it's just like a, it's like a time machine to go back and read the one from 2013 or the one from 2006 and look at people and how, 
how different they were. And there's a lot of joy in that. And so they were saying, let's, let's, you know, let's not exclude the past as long as we're talking about the future and the present and the past. How do we, how do we live in all three of those, you know? And it's so easy now with Google. I was sitting here uh, one of those nights after the, all the activities were done with the reunion, I was looking up something on on the computer and I got on those pictures things where it creates a little video for you of, you know, a year or of a place or a right, visit yeah. or whatever. And I was watching those and I got, I choked up a little, I teared up a little partly, honey, because you're, everything else changes. The place is different. The people are different, but there's Linda always there. And I thought, <laughs> you're the center. You're the main character of my life. And you're the constant presence. that's always there. Well, but, that's nice of you, honey, but um, you know, that is precious. If you have a, a spouse that is the center of your, which you are to me, obviously too, but Wow, there's a lot of people that don't have that. It's really hard. Well, actually, that's that's kind of where I was going with this, that whatever your family situation is, it is still family. And and there, you know, the, we're talking about extended family. We all have that anchor. And the the people I worry the most about are those who separate from family and who go off on their own and who essentially lose contact with their blood relatives and with their their yeah, core of who they are. Yeah. And 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 sometimes people do it to break away. They want to be independent and they don't want to be interdependent. And that's in a way a really sad thing because what what extended families are and should be is a bunch of interdependent links where we all say, right. I, I really am dependent on, on you. We're interdependent. We all help each other. We're all knowing about each other and so on. And in a world where there's so much upheaval and so much disconnection and so much polarization and so much, you know, division, what could be better than, than focusing on your extended family and trying to mend fences where you need to and really making those relationships the core of your life? Remember, we had another little talk about achievements versus relationships. Right. Right. And I, I think um, we don't do this very often, but every once in a while we contact our co-grandparents. I mean, sometimes it nat happens naturally because they're with our children, but some of them are far away and distant. One set is in Switzerland. In fact, we've just lost one who passed away. who's a really dear soul. But um, just a little note, we call them co-grandparents because we share their grandchildren. Do you see what Linda's um, meaning by that term? That's not a common term, but that we, it's a good one, co-grandparents. They're those people that are always trying to get the kids to go to their house on Christmas so, instead of it yours. It is so disgusting to think that people <laughs> expect half of the time with their own children. And in fact, this year we had five families who had other family reunions during that first week. So we had a good time with the ones that showed up here, but that is so important to acknowledge that, you know, they, they need as much or more attention than um, I mean, those children than, than others do, because it really is important to respect that people do need to have their own children for their own time. 
So this I, I just called to mind this other discussion we had about relationships versus achievements or relationships and achievements. And we were talking and thinking about how together about how um, there's two sort of, you know, this is not our term, uh, Stephen Covey and others use this a lot, but there's, there's two kind of virtues or two kind of um, things in life. There's the resume virtues and there's the um, eulogy virtues, right? So the resume virtues are the things you put on your resume. I've achieved this. I've accomplished this. I graduated here. I did this. I had this promotion. So they're all achievements. And, and we set goals for those all the time. Everyone has achievement goals. But then the other list of eulogy virtues, I think we talked about this on the show a few weeks ago, uh, when you go to a really great funeral, and, and some funerals are actually wonderful, rejoicing things of people who live love a full funerals, life. Yeah. And, and they're not talking about the things on the resume. They're not saying this guy was a vice president of this company or whatever. They're, they're talking about their character and their kindness and their relationships. They're talking about their relationships with people. And so we were thinking about, do we balance ourselves well enough? How much of our mental effort and our thought and our time is going into achievements and how much of it is going into relationships? How much time are we spending really striving to improve not only the instant close relationships, but the extended family? And and then someone in the discussion said, well, it's the old cliche, right? It's what can you take with you or you can't take it with you. All the things on that achievement list or that resume virtues, you can't take them with you. But at least in our faith, we believe that relationships you can take with you. And indeed, you not only can take them with you, they will form the very government of God, the very structure of eternity will be those family relationships. That's how we'll be linked. That's how we'll be connected. That's how we'll be welded into this chain of connection that lasts beyond this world. Yeah, it is really interesting to think beyond where we are. Um, we've been thinking a lot about that this week because of the amazing things that have happened in the heavens with the new telescope that's been placed oh, yeah, far the James and, Webb and also telescope. because we are at Bear Lake and there's no moon right now. And at night, the sky is just a blaze. The Milky Way is just a huge long cloud covering us with multicolors. And oh, it is so cool. And our son, Josh, is an astronomer and who keeps us aware of what's happening up there. And as we think about the infinite world. I mean, that goes beyond where our families are going to be, you know, eons from here. It's, it's hard to think about until you look at the sky and you realize it really is there. We have had such magnificent skies here lately because it's dark. There's no moon and they're just, the Milky Way is just blazing across the sky and uh, the big dipper, all these stars just, and then because of this new telescope, we've just thought a lot of the end of the future. It's kind of mind boggling to think about where you're going to be eons from now. Yeah, but I want. think 
And yeah. the bottom line is we'll be with our family. Right. If you want perspective, just go stare at the night sky. <laughs> well, thanks for reflecting with us a little today on extended family. We'll talk a little more about some other aspects of this family reunion while it's fresh in our mind next week on the show. But uh, also remember you who are generation one, you grandparents who are listening or you parents who want to refer your parents, uh, go to grandparenting101.com because we're about ready to start a course, an actual course on the techniques and methods and ideas for better, more proactive grandparenting. And it's just really easy to sign up and it's free if you want it to be free. And it's just grandparenting101.com. So it has been a pleasure to talk today for us to review a little bit coming out of the funnel of this family reunion and thinking about the importance of our families and especially extended families today, because um, just doing some little thing for somebody you haven't contacted for a while to let them know that you love and appreciate them is probably the best thing you can do this week. Okay. We love you all. We'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye. Bye.